0: right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in store. And give mom the gift of a beautiful garden.
2: Get Vigoro potting soil, just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy premier boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on max with the Bleacher Report Sports add on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video.
1: Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere.
3: Get tickets now. You are listening to the Dan Patrick show on Fox sports radio. Final hour on this Wednesday Man, first two hours gone by quickly. Heard from Seton along the way. He was in Memphis outside of Graceland, got a tour. We want to thank everybody involved in that. Uh, people in Memphis, uh, very generous with their time rolling out the red carpet for Seton and the French kid, Next stop for seat will be Houston. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Recapping some of the headlines, the former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores suing the NFL, suing the Giants, suing the Dolphins, suing the Broncos, the NFL teams, the NFL denying everything here. And the question is, what does Brian Flores want out of this? Because Colin Kaepernick settled with the NFL. Is there going to be a settlement here? You don't want to have your owners deposed. You don't want Stephen Ross there answering questions. You don't want the commissioner up there, John Elway up there, members of the New York Giants. This is just like the Kaepernick case. You want to settle. You want to make sure that it doesn't get any messier than what it is. But you also have the allegations of did the owner, Stephen Ross, uh, the Dolphins owner, incentivize, uh, Brian Flores to tank, purposely lose games, and uh, Ross allegedly offered Flores one hundred thousand dollars for every loss that season. Now, if he can prove that, and uh, that's ball game right there for Stephen Ross, I would think so. Poll question for the final hour is what? Fritzie did Tom Brady intentionally not acknowledge the Patriots
4: in his <laughs> retirement announcement? Seventy-seven percent say yes. 23% Now,
3: uh, His former offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels, got the Raiders job. He'll join us coming up in about 15 minutes. Jim Harbaugh, I don't know if he's in Minnesota yet, but he's headed there, and it's National Signing Day. You know, it's, there's a lot of pressure here on these teams. Given what's happened with Brian Flores, Dolphins, Jags, Saints, Texans, Vikings, is somebody going to hire a minority? The only team with an African-American head coach is the team that brought us the Rooney Rule, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. Not a good look for the NFL. And what happened to the Jags with Byron Leftwich? And maybe he's still, you know, tops on their list. I don't know if there's somebody involved in the Super Bowl that maybe these teams are waiting for. The Texans, Vikings with Harbaugh, the Jags, Dolphins, I still think if I'm the owner of the Dolphins, well, I don't know if I'd do anything if I'm the owner of the Dolphins right now, but if Jim Harbaugh is in Minnesota and you didn't want to poach him from your alma mater, Michigan, now that you know that he's interviewing with the Vikings, I'd certainly reach out to Jim Harbaugh if you really, they tried to hire him before he went to Michigan. But if Harbaugh gets announced today, be another whitehead coach, it's a bad look for the NFL. And, you know, Brian Flores, I don't know what kind of notes he took. I don't know if he told some of his assistant coaches who's going to cooperate. this. The fact that Bill Belichick reached out to Brian Flores to congratulate him. And he got confused because he's had both Brian Dayball and Brian Flores on his staff. Plus, I think he has a son named Brian as well. So sending out a congratulations. Well, Brian Flores thinks that he's... Got the job with the Giants. And I don't know if that set him off. Like, you know what? I haven't even interviewed with the Giants. And here's Coach Belichick saying congratulations. Well, that means that Brian Dable already had that job. And Belichick knew that. And Brian Dable probably told Bill Belichick that he got that job. And here's Brian Flores, who thinks he's got a chance for the job. And then you find out it's a fake interview. He met with the Broncos. They were hiring Vic Fangio. He found out that that was fake as well. But I don't know. The Rooney rule is from a different generation because African-Americans didn't even get in the room. They wanted, just let us get in the room. Make sure that you at least interview one African-American. That's what the Rooney rule was. And, you know, you're, you want a minority, not necessarily African-American, but minorities. You want everybody to get an opportunity now, you would think you would give them the opportunity because they can make your team better. And really, the person who changed all of this was Mike Tomlin. Because I remember talking to Tony Dungy about this, that the Steelers, I think, were going to hire Russ Grimm as their head coach. And Mike Tomlin got an interview and blew him away. But if, he, if you don't have the Rooney rule, he might not have gotten that interview. But that's still that's not enough now. And that's what Brian Flores is He's trying to prevent with other coaches, candidates, the opportunity. Just let us know if you're giving me a fair shot. Because, as he said, I'm not getting a fair, fair shake. Here's Brian Flores on the text back and forth with Bill Belichick about the Giants job.
5: I interviewed for the Giants position. Um, I was set to interview on Thursday, the, the Monday prior. Uh, before before I interviewed, I received a text message uh, from Bill Belichick saying congratulations on the Giants. Essentially, congratulations on the Giants job. It was a little bit of back and forth. And, some confusion uh, because yeah. you haven't sat down with the Giants yet. I have not sat down with the Giants. So was some back and forth. And uh, I just uh, I asked him, is this, are you talking to the right Brian? Mm. Um, and uh, as you, you've seen them through the text messages, he was actually, uh, uh, thought he was texting Brian Dayball. Who they ended up hiring.
3: Yes, sir. Uh. I understand as best I can the frustration because, you know, we heard that he was a, first of all, I was shocked that he got fired by the dolphins. And then you find out Flores says that the team won games late in the season. The dolphins general manager, Chris Greer told him that the owner was mad that the on-field success was compromising the draft position. Now you have somebody who can corroborate this. They wanted they wanted to take Joe Burrow. And I mean, that's why when the Giants say that I will give you the exact wording here on the Giants pages of detailed notes, analysis, evaluations from our interview, demonstrate the depth of our conversation and sincere interest in Mr. Flores as a head coaching candidate. Our process was thorough and fair to determine the most qualified candidate for our head coaching position. Okay. As i mentioned a couple times, Brian Dable is not more qualified than Brian Flores. First of all, he's got two years of experience. Second of all, he's winning games in an organization where the owner doesn't want him to win games. Don't you want that guy? Don't you want the guy who the owner... Reportedly, has Tom Brady on his yacht, and this would have been during the tampering period. And Brian Flores realized Tom Brady was going to be on the yacht or was on the yacht. He asked to get off the yacht. He did not want to be part of this. Like you know, he's a former patriot. He understands being on uh, under the microscope. You know, bending the rules, cheating. And the word that was used this morning from a source with the NFL, Brian Flores is a man of principle. That's it. That's who he is. He's a man of principle. Because I said, what does Brian Flores want out of this? And my source said, it's a great question. But he's a man of principle. But probably not a good morning there at the uh, NFL home office. But uh, the Broncos are for sale. You got $4 billion, and the Washington football team is now the Commanders. Congratulations. Fritzy goes, Oh, is somebody going to go Commando? They and should I,
4: have a special day, week six, week 11, whatever it is, Commander, Commando Day. Okay,
3: I like that. Right. That'd be an know. awkward section on TV. It though. would be. very much would, would be. You know. <laughs> Where's the Commando section?
6: Uh, right over. Ooh. Ooh. and then you do the old joke they're under there under where <laughs> <laughs> my, my five-year-old loves yeah.
3: that joke <laughs> Todd and his numerology today uh, fascinating with Tom Brady and why he chose uh, yesterday if you uh, haven't seen it we'll have it on the podcast or you can go to danpatrick.com I didn't know that you were this whacked out on, on numbers <laughs> whacked out. whacked out you are I mean there's a beautiful mind in there I, I will say it's a fascinating. It's not beautiful. There's a paranoid mind, a fascinating mind, creepy mind. It's disturbing. I just I, <laughs> I, I, I like to try to look at things
4: in a different way. Paulie looks at things in a different way, which actually helps the show content-wise and guests and topics. Mine is a little more strange and bizarre.
6: Yeah, yeah, Paul. I just wonder. Like Fritzy's kind of upset. He thinks that because it's two two twenty-two, something negative or weird is going to happen today. Now tomorrow morning, when nothing happens. Will he still believe in it?
3: What if something does happen?
5: I'm all ears. Yeah. Yes, Marvin. All right. And also, Todd finished number two, two. Oh. in his high school class. In junior
4: high school or high school. How about that? I didn't uh, think that, of it. Ha- that haunts him. I don't know. I think there's some fun with that, with numbers. And you know you can make them say, I guess, whatever you
3: want, but But what's fun about it? <laughs>
4: I just find it maybe not fun. I find it interesting to like look at a date or things that happen and why they happen on that date or that time and if you look at it closely enough sometimes you can come up with something and maybe there's just a reason for everything that happens
3: when it does. I know. But when it's 22222 two, 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 in 20 days from now it will be that. And then it'll be 222 in the afternoon. That's very frightening to me. Yeah,
4: I could be on the road at that time, and your mind can make you do something stupid because you're so nervous about something happening at a certain day. Or
3: Maybe time. the second segment of the second hour of the show mm-hmm. on two 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 two. Oh,
4: now you're putting a pox on like the guest would cancel for eleven. No, I don't know. I'm just
3: throwing it out there. Like you're the one that's into numerology. I'm right. into I'm into Jersey numbers. When when you do your snoreboard, I'll look out and I'll see. Fifteen and twenty-three, but and it then, could be a
4: year. It could I know. No, I am just things. saying.
3: I always look at the jersey number, like those are always imprinted in my my memory bank, and that's usually what I look at. I know that you do your snoreboard and you have years, and you know you have some strange things that you bring up to you know with your contest. But that, seeing
4: a particular jersey number on our scoreboard doesn't make you particularly elated or anxious. You don't get like a strong emotion either way because you see the number 19 and you're wondering if that's old Astros second baseman Bill Doran or something like that. That yep. doesn't happen.
3: But why are you anxious? I don't understand. Why. At a
4: certain, Sometimes I see a certain number. I'm like, uh oh, and I wish I was a little more positive. I want to see the glass half full. Like, oh, this is cool. It's all twos. I'll play that number in the lottery and win millions of dollars. Instead, I'm like, that's not good. That's not it's lined up like that.
3: Don't miss every medal, every moment of the Winter Olympics beginning February 3rd, NBC and Peacock. Yeah,
6: Paul? Todd has gone on for too long on this
3: time. Oh! <laughs> Put the bow
4: on it. There you go. That is the bow that you needed.
3: Uh, by the way, great week to be in Los Angeles, to be a Los Angeles sports fan because Rams in the Super Bowl. USC landed the former five-star quarterback Caleb Williams, who played under Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. And Williams was excellent. He took over from uh, Spencer Rattler, they had 11 wins. Been a long time since USC was a dominant program. But Lincoln Riley coming to town, and if you have an all-out commitment to him and bringing in some of these players, um, you know Riley is great with his quarterbacks. Williams is really talented, and and it feels like you know when when this first came about with Lincoln Riley, was he going to stay at Oklahoma? Was he going to leave? And I thought, well, if you're going to try to win a national championship, you have a better chance at USC than Oklahoma, in my opinion. Because if you're going to play in the SEC, there's a whole lot of competition there. In the Pac-12, there's not that much competition. I mean, you might have to worry about Oregon, occasionally Washington or Stanford. Um, You know, Utah's been really competitive there as well, but he's got a chance that... You, know, you bring them back to vitality here and you got a chance to be in the final four play for a national championship so i certainly understand that let me get a couple of phone calls in here uh wheel in dayton joins us on the program hi wheel adp first time long time it's wheels though by the way wheels oh wheels <laughs> thanks man i wanted to break some news i don't know if i could get the breaking news music oh okay here we go
1: I'm about to change Todd Fritz's life. I don't know if he knows that two two twenty two is on a Tuesday. No. <laughs> I thought maybe he would take this as an opportunity to drop the second D down oh, to
3: one D. Yeah. T
4: O D. Finally. No oh, two. I may have to request that day off. We'll talk about it after the show. Right. So it's two 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 two, and uh, Tuesday is uh, a little disturbing.
3: I still think if you wear a two two. That would be awesome. <laughs> oh. Yeah. On, now,
4: now you got content.
3: Yeah. Two, 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 two. And you wear a 2 Can two. I wear
4: like a Desmond Tutu shirt? I'd be a little more comfortable Okay, than, with All that. right. Desmond Tutu. So prefer
3: two. that. All right. Maybe we get Deuce McAllister. Oh, yeah. Maybe <laughs> you watched uh, Deuce Bigelow when Mel you get Gigalow. home. Bigalow. Yeah. Yeah. I think we could take it as far as you want to, Todd. I appreciate that. With your beautiful, your beautiful the mind. Opportunities are infinite. Your beautiful mind. Sean in Oregon, then we'll take a break. Hey, Sean, what's on your mind today?
7: Good morning, guys. Uh, don't let him get to you. Um, I'm real, I think America's real plow, uh, proud of uh, Coach Flores. And uh, this has been going on too long. This is finally getting to, a, uh, to the top, and, and I hope uh, some other coaches and other people join in and start blowing some whistles, because this, this is just sad that this is going on for so long, and I, I think that a lot of people might even protest the Super Bowl, and I wouldn't be surprised if I see protesters down there.
3: Yeah, I don't know if you'll see that, but look, anything can happen. Thank you, Sean. Um, I just saw this. Hugh Jackson who was the uh, Cleveland Browns head coach, responded to a tweet about Brian Flores alleging the Dolphins owner offered him $100,000 per loss. And Jackson said the owner of the Browns, Jimmy Haslam, was happy while we kept losing and then wrote, trust me, it was a good number in response to somebody who said Haslam wasn't offering $100,000 per loss. I don't know if he's jo- – well, I, you can't be joking in a situation like this. Jackson, who's now the head coach at Grambling, went 1-31 over his first two seasons with the Browns. I don't know if they offered him money, but it certainly sounds like that. Uh, if you offered him $100,000 per loss – 3.1 million? 3.1 million? Maybe, something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the plot thickens here. All right, let's take a break. We'll talk to uh, Josh McDaniels, the Raiders' new head coach, back after this Dan Patrick show. That van that Seton is now headed towards Houston in can be yours. You still have a chance. Today's the last day. 2 2 for you to enter the contest. Go to danpatrick.com. We have over uh, 200,000 entries, so thank you for your support and uh mercedes is thrilled and they they love the sponsorship they love the uh, reaction that they get for being a part of this program every sprinter van is expertly engineered it's a blank canvas it can be customized it can be used for uh, camping if you want to going cross-country if you want to but expect amazing performance and reliability the mbux voice command system Five-star dealer network and available with a gas engine. It runs like a dream. And Seaton and uh, the French kid have nothing but rave reviews of going cross-country in that. So Mercedes-Benz, maybe take a test drive there. Mercedes-Benz dealership. Get that Sprinter van and tell them we sent you. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables.
2: All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It
3: is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden the beer gets a little colder.
6: It's beer cracking
3: season. It. it whoa, okay. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. More phone calls coming up. 877-3DP-SHOW. Update the poll results as well. We'll be in Los Angeles next week for the Super Bowl. He's uh, the new Raiders head coach, Josh McDaniels. Of course, many years as the Patriots offensive coordinator and uh, won six Super Bowls with that team. Nice hoodie you got there with your Raiders gear. What'd you do with all your Patriot gear? We haven't done anything
7: with it yet. Uh, I haven't haven't been back home since I came out uh, Thursday and I'm sure we'll find find good use for it.
3: Uh, you in a hotel out there in Vegas? Yeah, <laughs> yes I am, but not on the strip. <laughs> not not on the strip. I'm a little uh, off the
7: strip a little bit in a little quieter place.
3: What was the conversation like with Coach Belichick when you told him you were leaving?
7: Yeah, that was uh, you know that was a very important uh, conversation for me and. Bill and I, I think, have a deep respect for one another. Um, I'm certainly grateful for all the time that I've spent there and everything that he's done for me and my family. Um, not easy conversations to have. Um, you know, I, I knew it would take a special uh, place for me to leave where I was at, um, and I and I communicated that with Bill, um, with Mister Kraft. Uh, and again, those were those were emotional conversations, and rightfully so. Uh, we we spent a lot of time together. They've done so much for me in my career, uh, and I'm super grateful for the time that I spent
3: there. Can you answer this question uh, honestly? Did the Patriots try to trade for Derek Carr last season? I I, I know nothing about any of that. <laughs> oh, that's the right answer, but it just shows how much you love Derek Carr.
7: Yeah. But yeah, Derek, look, I I'm excited about this. Um Derek and I had a chance to talk the other day. Had a great conversation. Uh I've competed against him a number of times in his career. He's done a lot of great things in this league. Took this team to the playoffs. Uh you know, was was super competitive all year long and you know, it's and now it's exciting to join forces here and, and see what we can do to put the best group around him.
3: I love the nucleus there. I mean, you, you got your quarterback, you got your running back, you got your tight end. Um, I, I love Crosby, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, how close do you feel you're in a very, very competitive division here, but
7: yeah, no question. Um, yeah, no, look, we have, we have good players and, uh, you know, in the national football league, every year there's change every year. There's, a uh, roster construction that needs to take place, and uh, this will be no different for us. Um, I'm excited to partner with Dave Ziegler and, and in that process and try to uh, improve this football team in every way that we can. But there's no doubt that they had a they had a successful season. Uh, it didn't finish the way uh, that that anybody you know wants to finish. You know, it happens for one of us out of 32, but. Um, you know, getting to the postseason, you know, four guys in the Pro Bowl here coming up this week. Uh, there's definitely some talented players on this team that we're going to get to know. Uh, and we're looking forward to, to that
3: process. Best day you ever had as a member of the Patriots was what?
7: Oh, boy. Um, my favorite, uh, my favorite memory was probably the 14 Super Bowl against Seattle. Um you know, and we were fortunate, uh, so blessed to have so many great memories there. Um, I think if if there was one particular day that I uh, might have enjoyed more than the rest, um, it was it was the first time that we had actually won a Super Bowl uh, where I had where I had children. And, uh, mm. I, you know, my two oldest kids were at the game and, and got to share in that celebration on the field afterwards with my wife, uh, my father. So, um, you know, that was it was it was a 10 year gap. In, in terms of us being able to to win one of those and and to to realize that again and and live through that with your family and your children, it was pretty special.
3: Yesterday was the anniversary of the Malcolm Butler interception. Was it? Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't even know that. That's pretty cool. I was at the I was at the goalpost because I'm gonna, okay. I'm handing out the trophy uh, yeah. right after the game, and I'm I'm thinking as Russ goes back because I'm watching Marshawn Lynch. Because I'm sure. just saying, I'm going to watch. I had my phone out. I'm going to watch <laughs> Marshawn Lynch go right in for a touchdown here. And then yep. all of a sudden, he didn't get it. Russ goes back, and I go, oh, bleep. And oh, yes. then I didn't know Malcolm had the interception. Yeah. None, of I, yeah. None of us did. None I of us did.
7: I couldn't tell what happened. I knew there was a big cheer. And, and from where we were sitting, you know, we were over there on the bench at the 50-yard line. And it was kind of like you know it's down here to the left and you're not sure nobody had any idea what happened there was just a big roar and then we were
3: grateful that Malcolm made that incredible play he brought it up 2 days after the Super Bowl when we had him on and he said Bill walked him through that play yeah wednesday of Super Bowl week yep yep it happened multiple times actually
7: um i remember you know we practiced those types of situations many times and um, I think there was a lot of guys because Seattle had used that concept uh, with multiple personnel groupings and formations and so on. So there was a lot of our defensive players that I think were prepped and ready for the type of play that was. Um, and we're just fortunate that Malcolm, you know, made such a great play on the ball. What would you have called in that situation? <laughs> I don't know. That's a great question, you know, because hindsight's always twenty twenty. um, you know, and and I think you w- what you would call there is the play you had the most confidence in. When I was in that similar situation um, in the Atlanta Super Bowl a couple years later, um, we used our two point plays. And so, you know, you you practice those for those types of situations. Uh, you don't always have to use a two point play on, you know, on a two point play. You can use it at the one or two yard line in a critical situation. And so. Um, that's what we had used in 16 um, in a similar scenario uh, when we found ourselves in that spot.
3: Did you ever take it personally
7: when Tom changed your play? No, never. No, he he had. Well, I might I might have thought mine was better at times. <laughs> but, you know, we, we 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 knew that he understood and, and had a tremendous grasp on everything he did. And so whenever that happened, uh, he always had a good reason for doing so.
3: If I told you a month ago that Brady was going to be retired, what would you have said?
7: Um, I would have been surprised. You know, Um, obviously he had such a tremendous season this year. I mean, statistically and otherwise and took his team to the postseason and had a chance to make another run. Um, He's such a competitive guy. And I've always felt like, you know, if Tom was playing at a high level, which obviously he was this year, that he would probably keep playing. I think we all kind of you know, all of us that have been around him and gotten to know him, know him so well, probably assumed he would play until he just couldn't do it anymore. Um, and so when he, I talked to him the other night and uh, you know heard the news, it was it was kind of shocking, you know, and um, such a such an important and uh, you know integral part to the league's history and especially the last 22, 23 years here. I mean, he's he's kind of been a mainstay in all those important conversations about who's going to win the Super Bowl and what teams are, you know, really in it and all that. And, um, you know, we'll miss him. I'm sure we will as a league. Uh, I'll miss him in terms of seeing him play as a, as a former coach of his uh, and and look forward to his next chapter. I'm sure it's going to be successful, whatever he chooses to do.
3: You were 32, I think, when you got the Broncos' job. I think you're now 45. What's the difference yeah. between Josh McDaniels at 32 as a head coach and Josh McDaniels at 45?
7: Yeah, I I didn't think I don't think I had much wisdom then. You know, I knew a little football. Um, I've been around you know a good organization for eight years and had learned some things about you know what my job entailed there and tried to do it to the best of my ability. But really learned a lot about. You know, the the important parts to each area of the organization, how much people uh, need your support, need your impact on a daily basis and how much they value that and their contribution and understanding how they fit into the bigger picture. And I think I have a much different perspective on things now. Um, I have four kids. I've been a parent for a, uh, a lot longer now than I was then. And I think I've just grown in so many ways from the from that failure and and tried to implement that in the day to day process that I've used as a coach,
3: you know, in the last 10 to 12 years. So I'm thankful for the opportunity to try it again. All right. Help me understand this. Raiders owner Mark Davis said that you told him that Tom Brady fumbled on the tuck rule play.
7: I had to play the other side of the fence when I came here. I, I saw the facility and I said, the first thing I'm going to say to break the ice is that it was a fumble. And so uh, I, I felt like I ingratiated myself to him pretty well right off the bat. If you were
3: still in New England and you saw Mark Davis. It probably wouldn't have been a fumble. Yeah, but. Probably, <laughs> probably. I'm part of Raider Nation now, so it was a fumble. Well, congrats on this, and uh, we appreciate your time, Josh. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Dan. appreciate it. That's Josh McDaniels. He is the new head coach of your Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, we always wonder what coaches do when they take another job and they got all that gear, like you just have a yard sale. Shouldn't the NFL do yard sales? Oh, yeah, for charity? Yes. It's always about the kids. That you just send all your – like Sean Payton sends – by the way, Sean Payton sent his visor. The uh, We have it in the uh, studio. This was game used. That's his last New Orleans Saints visor. The last visor. The last visor. Tonight on the NFL Network, the last visor, the Sean Payton story. Yeah, he sent it in, autographed it, and uh, man of his word. Yeah, Paulie.
6: But Josh McDaniel probably holds on to his Patriot gear just in case after. Mm-hmm. You know. mm. Wow. <laughs> well, the wow. Colts thing. Wow. Too soon?
3: Yeah. He's off the air now. Yeah,
6: it's a shot. Well, I mean, I think he's set for the Raiders. Yeah. But if he threw all of, out his Colts. You know. uh, I,
3: now, I was told that they tried to trade for Derek Carr. Wow. Yeah, in New England. That's why he's like, I don't know anything about that. Hey, you're out of the you're out of the building you already acknowledged that the tuck rule was a, a fumble can't burn bill though <laughs> hey uh Josh McDaniel said on the Dan Patrick show you guys tried to trade for uh, Derek Carr coach uh, I'm on to uh, preseason here. I don't have anything else so <laughs> any other questions uh you upset that Tom didn't acknowledge the Patriots uh, I'm on to preseason uh good stuff. Uh, let me see. Kyle in Pittsburgh joins us. Kyle, good job getting Josh McDaniels on there, Fritzie. Thanks. Uh, hey, Kyle. Hey, how hey. are you doing? Good, Kyle. Um, just wondering
4: if the MVP for the NFL balloting is complete. Yes. If not, oh, okay. Yeah. I was just wondering if uh, Brady's retirement would have an effect on how people no. would vote.
3: No, it's a regular season award, Kyle. Thanks for the phone call. But uh, maybe it would if you were, well, who would be the MVP? Because I, I can say Joe Burrow certainly might have a strong case. You go from four wins and you're going to the Super Bowl. If he would win the Super Bowl, if the vote was Monday morning, would Joe Burrow be the MVP if the Bengals won? Probably so. But that's why you have an MVP for the Super Bowl, and that's why you have a regular season MVP. Yes, Marvin?
5: Oh, no, I didn't say anything. I just agreed to you completely.
3: Oh. I didn't have
5: anything to say. I didn't. Oh,
3: oh okay. I think I was
5: raising the roof. Oh, I wasn't raising oh, my hand oh, to oh,
7: say anything.
3: Oh. Fritzy is in charge of not saying anything. <laughs> oh, come on. Wow. What? What?
4: See, you, you, you give a compliment. Nice I job getting a Four I, seconds I, later, they've got to take a
3: shot. I Marvin is stealing your bit. Like, getting on the air and not saying anything See, that's
4: why that's what makes paulie he can handle those situations even if you thought he was raising his hand he always has something yes. in his pocket to say he'll never say but you, uh, i didn't raise my hand i don't know why you called Todd, him.
3: you always have something to say always
4: it doesn't necessarily help the show and it kind of puts you in Except a left for turn. when i
3: go to you and you're like i, uh, I don't know what the poll I, I, question I, is I, <laughs> got all,
4: I'm guests. I got all yeah. kinds of other stuff going on <laughs> Todd. See, that's not necessary.
3: Todd in Ohio. I'm going to the periodontist later. Thanks. It's Todd in Ohio. Hi, Todd. Hey, DP. Hi, Super Todd. Pumped you took my call. Yeah, what's you on your mind? You stole me from
5: Cowherd, by the way. You, you stole me. Oh. I've been a listener for about a year now. And um, so I'm in the shower the other day, and I'm singing Spat uh, of the Day. Jingle just came out, and my wife says, what the hell, is stat of the day? And I was like, hey, you know what? Scram, mind your business. I'm in the shower here.
3: <laughs> Scram. She's in trouble. She's in trouble. Oh, let me hear how it sounds. Let me hear how it sounds, <laughs> Stat of the day, stat of the day, pop, pop. <laughs> I like it. I like so it. she's in trouble. She's
5: going to make a run at Jimmy G, man. <laughs> she, she, she She nicknamed him something else. I won't say it on air, but. Uh, Jimmy G, you, you, you kind of get my flow there, but uh, I'm going to, you know, anyway.
3: Well, thank you, Todd. Thank you for calling in. Hello, loose at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and loose in turn three. Yeah. Singing sad. You can listen to Colin and this show, you know. Like, we're not at the same time. We're not competitors. Uh, Nathan in Los Angeles. Hi, Nate. What's on your mind today?
4: Man, it's good to talk to you again. So,
5: my question is Does the NFL have a provision, or what is the nature of their provision to force Steven Ross out if it comes to that, a la what the NBA was able to do with Sterling
4: and what Major League Baseball was able to do with Mark Shot years ago? What would it do? They have a provision like that, and what would it take? in order to invoke such a thing.
3: Probably. Thank you, Nate. Probably the owners would vote. And, you know, because the commissioner works for the owners, but I would think in a situation like this, I don't think that the commissioner has that kind of autonomy, but I would think if the owners, uh, or you have a group of owners who make all the decisions, um, It might go to something like that. You got it, Pauline?
6: Yeah, Section Uh, 8.13 of the NFL's Constitution and Bylaws. The commissioner can determine if an owner of a team has been guilty of conduct detrimental to the welfare of the league or professional football as a whole. Based off that determination, the commissioner can issue fines, censures, draft picks, whatever, or in extreme cases, could push for a vote of the other owners to force that owner to sell. The commissioner's vote, which he would oversee, the executive committee, they would need a three-quarters vote of the owners or the executive committee, depending on how they look at it. Okay.
3: Yeah, so it would come down to a vote. And you'd have to have 75% of the owners. But look, that, that's a long way away. Long way away. I don't know if you know this part of the story with Brian Flores gets to trial, becomes part of it. Uh, it feels like it's separate, even though he's suing the Dolphins. Uh, I guess, wrongful termination here. The fact that you wanted me to lose. I won games and you fired me. And then you add the $100,000 allegedly that you're paying me to lose. Oh, man. The NFL, the gift that keeps on giving. Take a break. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow. And this day in sports history, back after this.
2: All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.
5: All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments
3: Where other vans stop short, Mercedes-Benz vans go far beyond. Go the extra mile, taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. Final results of the poll question, Todd.
4: Did Tom Brady intentionally not acknowledge the Patriots in his retirement announcement? 77% believe yes, 23%
3: no. All right. This day in sports history, Paulie.
6: Well, I got this one. It's not exactly this day in sports history, but uh, I look back at this. In 2019, the Dolphins, they won their last two games. They beat Cincinnati in overtime, and then they beat the New England Patriots 27-24. If they didn't win those two games, they would have been able to draft Joe Burrow out of college. <laughs> so that's just history, not necessarily this day, but <laughs> yeah. they were 3-11 and going the last few games of the season, Duh. and they won their last two with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and that cost them Joe Burrow.
3: Because even though the Bengals had the number one pick, for Joe Burrow, Stephen Ross reportedly wanted to trade up. Like, What was it going to take to be able to get Joe Burrow? And then you start to think about I mean, they whiffed. They didn't get Joe Burrow, and they didn't get Justin Herbert because they took Tua tonga Uh Get a couple of phone calls in here. 1970, on this date, Pete Maravich became the first college basketball player to score 3,000 points on this day, 2020. Patrick Mahomes earned MVP honors as uh, the Chiefs beat the Niners in uh, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Paul, I got one more
6: sports history and a question. 1967, the ABA, the American Basketball Association, was formed. Mm-hmm. And how big of an ABA fan were you? Did it was it competitive?
3: I loved watching it because it was exciting. It it was sort of like the USFL that you had some big names there. I don't know if it was great basketball, but you had different rules. You had the red, white, and blue ball. You had the three-point shot. Was the three-point shot,
6: like, uh, not a gimmick, but kind of an ABA gimmick, and then the NBA followed suit way later? Yeah, yeah. So that, what about that? Is that their lasting impact, maybe they, the three-point shot?
3: That and also the teams that got absorbed by the NBA as well, because then you're, you're acknowledging that – you know, you guys were quality, and and they did have a lot of great players in the ABA. But I I was fortunate to see the Kentucky Colonels. They had uh, Artis Gilmore, Dan Issel, Louis Dampier. That was a fun team, and that team could compete against uh, NBA teams. Um, I saw Doctor J one time with the Virginia Squires. Uh, Johnny Newman, who led the nation in scoring at Mississippi, I think. He went to the Memphis Tams, got to see him play. What's a tam? I have no idea. (laughs) It's
4: like those crackers, little tam-tams.
3: I don't don't know, but I think they were called the Memphis Tams.
4: What about the Qs? Wasn't there a team that was just called the letter Q? I think there was a team called the Qs. I remember my old basketball cards. I don't know what city they're from.
3: Well, there was like the San Diego Conquistadors. Oh, maybe we went with a Q, but that was I got uh,
6: Virginia Squires, Carolina Cougars, Spirits of St. Louis, uh, the Utah Stars, the Kentucky Colonels, yeah, the Anaheim Amigos. The only I don't think they were around that long.
3: Yeah, yeah, it was fun because it was just it it was wide open, and you had the red, white, and blue ball, and it it did feel uh, kind of substandard to the NBA at the time. But then you realize when those players got into the NBA. They were great players. Uh, they, you know, ABA gave us the slam dunk contest, but I remember there was a game. Dan Issel, it I think it was the Kentucky Colonels played against Lou Alcindor. and uh, Issel had like forty, and uh, Lou Alcindor was dominating. People don't realize when Lou was with the Bucks, he was. It felt like it was 30-18 every night and probably five or six blocks. He was just, he was really, really special when you watched him, what he did and how he did it, because your big men weren't as versatile as him. Uh, you know, Wilt was a great athlete, but he, wasn't, he couldn't shoot. Uh, Russell wasn't an offensive guy, but he was extremely athletic. But then he had a lot of just big guys. You know, If you're a seven-footer, you're like, you're the big guy. And uh, it just felt like Kareem extended the play of a center. But then you had Bob Lanier. Uh, Bob Rule was another older player. These were big men who could shoot outside. It was fun. It, it was fun. The uh, San Diego Conquistadors, so they were they, they were known as the Qs, right?
4: Mid Early to mid-70s. All right.
3: Uh, let's see. What do we have? Uh, how about a Harbaugh bet? Ooh. Jim Harbaugh... At Jim Harbaugh tomorrow morning, at this at this point, tomorrow morning, coming up on nine Pacific, nine a.m. Pacific, is still the Michigan coach, the Vikings coach, or other? Because maybe you'd be headed to Miami. Wow. What do you want to take, Todd?
4: I'm gonna to say as of the start of the show or end of the show tomorrow. End of the show. I think he will still be with Michigan.
3: Okay. That's Paul. not to
4: say he won't ultimately be the Vikings coach, but at that moment, he'll still be Michigan.
3: All
6: right. Paulie? I will say the Vikings coach tomorrow. I don't think the Vikings do it. In no, an you today.
3: can't do it. Can't. You got to wait a little bit with what just happened with Brian Flores. <laughs> like, you can't go in, hey, we just hired Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, Marvin.
5: Yeah, they made an agreement. They shake hands, but let's wait. So technically, he's still the Michigan coach tomorrow.
3: Oh, okay, all right, fair enough. Uh, let's see, what else do I have? Rich in Nebraska. Hey, Rich, what do you have for me?
2: Well, I just wanted to get my numbers of pronostication from Fritzy. Okay, my my birthday is seven seven fifty seven, and I was born in room two oh seven at twelve oh 7, seven in the <laughs> afternoon, and I uh, my first name Richard seven letters. I'm in the funeral industry. Seven letters, Fritzy, What does it mean? Wow. Wow. Okay. That's okay. a little
4: frightening. I would just—I uh, don't know. I would just go about my business with extra caution <laughs> why, in general in your daily why, life.
3: Why are you frightened by numbers?
4: I'm not, I find numbers very intriguing. Which, when they all line up a certain way, you know, sometimes it freaks me out a little bit. Well, you're not going to die. I know, but just—I I don't know. There's something about when I mean all you're, you're going to
3: die but not because of the numbers not because of the numbers yeah. it's not like numbers are going to fall on you You're I know, like
4: I, oh i'm fascinated by numbers i just sometimes but they're all the same i'm like oh, i don't know
3: what did that. you learn
4: today um, come to think of it, the day 2 2 22 <laughs> isn't all that special because in 20 days, it'll be two twenty two twenty two, and 20 days from now, less than three, it's the same thing.
3: Fuel your drive all year long with M-Drive, the supplement for driven guys that provides healthy testosterone support and boost energy. Visit m free shipping, 60 day guarantee, don't let age beat you. Get M-Drive. Our good buddy Ross Tucker on the program tomorrow. Thanks for the phone calls, the all-around support. If you see Seton on the road, say hello. Close out the show with Simply Safe Home Security. Have you ever wanted to know what's happening at home when you're not there? I'm a big fan of the new wireless outdoor camera from Simply Safe. You can see what's happening outside your home right from your phone, alerts you when a- anyone approaches, so you know who's there. There's so many great things about Simply Safe. And let's say you got kids are at home, maybe you're not able to be there, maybe you're keeping an eye on your driveway. You can do all of that with Simply Safe. But you can arm your house, monitor by professionals ready to dispatch police, firefighters, or EMTs. And really, $1 a day. Less than $1 a day. You can set it up around 30 minutes. No long-term contracts or commitments. So many great things. Motion sensors, indoor, outdoor cameras. Customize the perfect system from your home. Take you just a couple minutes. You go to simplysafedan.com. Decide what you want. Deliver right to your home. Go today. Claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off interactive monitoring. Go to simplysafedan.com and tell them we sent you.
1: Terms and conditions apply. Being a
0: chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
5: All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. And Monopoly Go...